0: The more confident I became in those kind of business side of things, you know, um, the more confident I started getting in my art.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Juice. This is honest, generous, and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Alice Sheridan, and usually Louise Fletcher. Today, I have a guest with me. I'm really excited to introduce you to Robin Davison. She has been in my world for a while, and I have watched her make amazing transformation from one career path. Into building an incredible life as an artist and reaching out into the community and really growing that part of it. So, we're going to be talking today about all kinds of ideas for like spin off ideas that will help your art sales and get you thinking a little bit more creatively. But before we dive into all of that, Robin, tell us where you are and what a usual week looks like for you. And I love the fact that although we are now talking creatively, you actually came from a totally different background. Tell us about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Alice, for having me. This is um, such a thrill. Um, I am a big Art Juice fan, so um, it's really it's really fun. and, And it's always fun to talk to you. So thank you for having me today um yeah so i did i had a major uh life transformation started about uh, com- coming up on five years ago um so my background is i'm a i'm a scientist um i'm a molecular physiologist I was a professor um, at this university um in upstate new york called cornell university and I did that career for 25 years. It's all I ever did. I was a yeah. I was very much a stem oriented person um, from the time I was a little tiny kid and it was my whole life. Um, I had kind of reached a bit of a crossroads in my life. I don't I hate to say it, it wasn't a crisis. it wasn't quite yeah. at the crisis okay. point but it was a crossroads. We had moved uh, from my husband's job to Washington, D.C., which is where I am now. And I thought, you know, I was like, it's okay. I'm just going to commute back, you know, commute back. Well, it turns out it was just it was kind of a nightmare taking planes, trains, and automobiles every week, every two weeks to do this. It just got to a point where I just knew I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to sustain it. You know, I was able to kind of just take a step back and look. And what I decided to do is take a sabbatical on the first week of that sabbatical. I wanted to do something very different. I wanted to mark the time and do something very different. So I signed up for a course, a week long course in uh, a place called the Penland school. Had you been also- making up before that? Or was that that
1: was a transformation? That was a, I'm really just looking to shift something here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I wasn't even looking to shift. I was just okay. looking for a week away in the mountains, just doing something completely different. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't looking to find a new thing. I just wanted to do something completely different and i'd always heard about this place and they have they teach these week long courses and everything you can imagine from glass blowing to jewelry making to you know they have traditional painting and drawing and. You name it, so I went down there, by the time I decided I wanted to do this, you know, um, all the courses were filled, except for one, it was billed as a course on book arts sort of how to make beautiful handmade books. He was using, you know, paper, you know, like book paper and mixed media as the vehicle, but to teach these much higher level ideas. It's like I'd been struck by lightning. I I don't, I I cannot, I will never know how, how this came to be that I happened to be in this course with this guy, but I just, it just spoke to me. You know, I had no intention of any of this, you know, <laughs> and so then I so I came home and told my husband, you know, I'm just going to carve out this little end on the dining room table, just going to cover it. And I'm going to, I just feel the pull to keep doing this. So I started just playing around with, you know, materials and pretty soon, of course, it was the whole dining room table. And then it was a spare bedroom, you know, and eventually I converted our terrace into a painting studio when I wanted to paint bigger. I've never had anything like that. I mean, I never intended to leave my career. So it was a quite
1: unasked for and unexpected change. What does life look like for you now?
0: So now my art practice is you know, it's just expanded and gone in so many different directions from where I started. My art practice is, is robust. I have a, a brick and mortar business now called Studio Lab RD here here in Washington. Once I opened that business and started, you know, really using um, the spaces I had dreamed of, my days are are very busy. In fact, I was you know the question of you know what what what's your week look like these days i was looking back at my um so i'm a member of connected artist club and one of the one of the many tools that has been just so important and it's the simplest thing but Mm -hmm. these wonderful weekly planners um i love it when you show these Oh, my God, I've I've been keeping them every week since I joined the membership. So I have a big binder full of them. And, um, you know, at first, the question of, you know, what, you know, what's your week look like? Some, you know, at first, I think, oh, my God, it's a blur. I can't even remember what did I do yesterday, you know, but I look back at my planner, and there it is. And I keep meticulous. I mean, like I write everything down and i use it to as you intended um to in part keep track of my painting time so there's a little place where you can check off the number of hours you spent actually painting or working in the studio Uh, but then there's a lot of other space for all the other things and so it used to be when i first started keeping these and it's really fun to thumb through them now because at the beginning there were a lot of hours spent painting. You know, um, all the boxes were checked on the on the left hand side of the page, and the right hand side. You know, there were some things, but but as time's gone on, that's kind of shifted. And now, what I what I what I noticed in just looking back, it's fun to look back, um, is that it's the my painting time has become more um, kind of episodic. You know, at times where I'm painting a lot more. In um, times when I'm focusing almost entirely on the business,
1: so it's interesting what you say about the different stages of what we need to pay attention to at different at different stages of our business. How the how the focus on making art sometimes shifts, and you're now at what I would call the established expert phase. And part of the issues with that is that you start to get pulled in all sorts of different directions. Whereas at the beginning, your focus is on showing up for yourself, making your work, and then growing growing your audience space to have that record i also have that with a series of weekly login emails that i used to do with a coach i had right at the beginning and yeah. scrolling back through some of those the amount of angst over what now feels like quite simple decisions to have that support at that stage is 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 huge isn't it but it does change
0: it changes yeah it's yeah. changed for sure And, um, and even within a period of time, it kind of shifts back and forth, you know, you know, I release collections sort I don't intend to necessarily do it to coincide with the seasons, but it seems Mm. to happen that way in terms Mm -hmm. of the rhythm of how I work and (laughs) but but one thing that I think is super important is that, you know, I've, I've had this place open for about a year, I intentionally did not hire somebody. I mean, I knew I would need help. I knew from the beginning. Um, But I wanted to do all of it myself for a while. And I just and I said, I'm giving myself a year, it's going to be a crazy freaking year. But I'm going to do all of this. So then I can figure out how, what I can outsource what I can have somebody do and so I have this new person starting actually on Monday I'm so excited her <laughs> name is Jen and um and I know exactly what I want her to help me with you know and I know exactly what I'm going to hand off to her and because you
1: understand it
0: you because understand I know person it person yeah. I mean I know it I can show her how I mean she'll know how to do some of it on her own but I can show her teach her and then she can do it you know whereas if I had gotten somebody earlier it would have been like you know the blind leading the blind sort of you know Mm -hmm. we would have been like figuring it out on the fly together and so this this feels really good it's been a little off kilter but I feel like it's going to come back into balance here
1: yeah that understanding your process I think is always fundamental before you start to get other people involved okay let's talk about the different ways that you sell art and when we're saying that we're talking in quite broad categories so you've got five key categories and areas in which you sell art and then other things that you do within the business just quickly take us through these these different ways that you sell art because I think people sometimes just think make paintings sell paintings so there's a bit more to it than that
0: right yeah yeah and some of it is is directly selling art and some of it is indirect but can lead to art sales so my kind of the way I set up the business and kind of dreamed about putting this together with was that I would have you know sort of a a variety a a a different set of ways of getting my art into the world I like to think of it that way as opposed to selling it you know Mm. getting my art into the world so I love the way that you say, you say in our notes that your common thread
1: has been subverting some of the traditional outdated aspects of the art world that keep you out of reach.
0: Yeah, so that's really the foundation of it, is that just through my own experiences, I mean, I'm a new artist, I've been, you know, but I've been warmly welcomed into this world, I have a lot of respect for the, the art world writ large. But there are some, what I saw as some, there's some outdated things, you know, um, that I felt like I could um, kind of contribute to doing my part to make art more accessible, really, and not just buying art, but, but being, being in the art world. Be- creating opportunities for people to
1: get involved so that it breaks down those barriers. We've had a couple of kind of quite interesting threads growing on Instagram about this idea though, of confidence and putting yourself forward, which... I think is really interesting because I think it is quite fundamental you know it it's difficult sometimes to put yourself out particularly when you're coming from a background where you don't necessarily have an art school training and you feel like other galleries have to be the gatekeepers for everything you do yep. how, how did you overcome that sense of uh imposter syndrome is the kind of phrase that everybody yeah. uses to talk about it but I don't know if that's exactly how we all feel but
0: I mean in part i i started i started slowly so you know i started with my online shop you know and um you know you know it it all i mean i had to make a website i had to start from scratch you know i had to get a website i had to set up my e-commerce online and i did these things all you know it started kind of really from the beginning and i mean when we talk about confidence i mean i i just have to say that the the, how i did that how i knew how to do that and how that led to confidence to go to the next step and we'll talk about where those next steps led was um was being in the membership being in the connected Artists club and i just have to say that it it, and we're not here to sell the membership today but you know it is such a critical part of what happened to me the confidence so just by putting the website together and and having an online shop and maybe add in there getting my instagram going and learning how to do that through the membership really started me on a path of feeling more confident the more confident i became in those kind of business side of things you know um the more confident i started getting in my art yes hand in hand isn't it oh i mean you know and i had heard you say this at the beginning and i don't know that just went right over my head but one day it just dawned on it was like oh my god the more confident i became in my art the more confident i became and and felt confident to make these next steps of kind of the next big yeah. thing, you know?
1: Yeah. You've always had, or it's felt to me that you've always had quite a, a determined quite a focus like we all have our times where we're not quite sure and we have our moments where oh this feels a little bit uncomfortable how am I going to do this but I love that you're doing things very different from me so you say you've learned this you haven't learned this from me well, I haven't I, set up a shop but no you know-
0: I know no I know and that's what I want to say about it is that you know there's a, I did learn from you those early things though about yeah. the website, about the e-commerce, about Instagram. I absolutely did, you know? Mm-hmm. But because I then started having more confidence and thinking about where I wanted this to go, um, now what I how I use the membership is that I, if I have an idea about something I wanna do. So for example, uh, one of the things that we do here in my storefront, it's a brand new thing that I just launched this year, um, and it's really ramping up. Um, it's something I call Art Party. Like, I really want to talk about this,
1: but we're, we're, I'm just gonna like pull back to because your notes are really good. So, you, the first part was getting ready, getting your art ready. That kind of feedback between your art and learning the business things for selling things in person and in the online shop but that's that's often how that's often where most artists kind of stop with it so you've taken it into a real physical as you say a bricks and mortar storefront which we'll talk a little bit about which for some people won't be part of their dreams at all but there might be people listening I remember chatting with you about the name of it and you know all of those kind of things the branding of it um and then there's three other things on this there's commissions there's the art lovers collective and art party so let's talk about what art party is um and again you do it within your your space but if you're listening and you like this idea you don't have to own your own space for this think about how no. creatively you can have your own spin off of this idea so what's an art party
0: so art party um is sort of a do you in the uk do you have this thing we have in the us called sip and paint i don't think we
1: do well, i certainly okay. haven't come across it but i know what they are they're much more but they they seem to be quite um step one is this step two is this and so that's everybody what I, yeah so why I, I, like, what I like what right. i like
0: to say about it is this is not your grandma's sip and paint <laughs> okay. this is not that it's just not that at all. It's the opposite of that. So you, what you do is you rent out my, my, my store. So the whole, the whole place, including my studio and, um, groups of people. So I can host up to 10 people. These can be any configuration, you know, a date night, you know, I've mm-hmm. had a date. I had a Valentine's date night, which was really fun. Yeah. Um uh, families I've had, a, a bridal shower, I've had birthday parties, team building, corporate team building. I have one of those booked for the summer, groups that want to um, do something together, put the phones down and actually do something, have an experience together. And so they, they come here. We have, I have a little, you know, light refreshments and drinks. And then we go upstairs and they paint a painting together. So they're all working on one large canvas together. On one large canvas. They all collaborate on one large canvas. And I, you know, I prepare the canvas. You know, we talk about where the, you know, we decide on the size. We decide on, you know, where is this going to go? What kind of colors do you love? And I'll put down some sort of washy background colors that, you know, oftentimes that completely disappears, but at least they're, you know, not looking at a blank canvas. Yeah. And they go to it and we put music on, you know, I say, bring your favorite playlist, we'll we'll put on the Sono system. And it has just been such a blast. And um, I have loved it so much um, because each one is different. You yeah, know, why is it so important to you? It's important to me because most, well, in every single one of them, except the one that was, you know, a bunch of 12 year old girls and they had yeah. no inhibitions whatsoever. And it was a bit of a mess. I'll yeah, just. Talk. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Um, there's always somebody, I call them the sweater holders, you know, somebody who's standing in the back, who's like mm-hmm. holding the jackets or whatever. Or it's just, and I just love to get them going, you know, it just, because that's what happened to me. You know somebody got me going in a way that I would never have expected and I did not think. That I would you know this thing of i'm not creative, I mean I I was like that i'm a i'm a science person, you know so somebody did this for me and I want to do it for them, Mm -hmm. and there is nothing like it when somebody. Finally says when I coax them into you know picking you know you can't tell me there's not something on that table that turns you on. And they'll say yeah you know that orange paint or whatever it is and i'll say grab it let's go and you know to see that happen it's just pure joy. Um, But also it's like celebrating it's celebrating the creative process, mm. you know, together with music and food and fun, you know, it's, they're just a blast. I love them.
1: For for people who don't normally have the opportunity to connect with all of that. And I can see that's important to you. Um, the other thing that you do is the Art Lovers Collective. What is mm. that?
0: Mm. So that was a way to, I, I really wanted to, um offer art at a price point that would be accessible to you know most people low price points because so your they, your paintings now some of them are quite
1: large so you work on canvas but also still work on paper the framing yeah. is beautiful so and the price be, points have got higher
0: over time they have um, they have um so but I really wanted um, to come up with an idea that would allow and, 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 and something that would be interesting for me as well. So not just take one of my paintings and make prints and sell prints. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that would be interesting to me. And so, um, and would sort of fuel my creativity. So what I do is I, I curate a little mini um, series, a series of three. And what they are is z- the zoomed in regions of my paintings, of, of past paintings, finished paintings. Most of them are already long since gone, sold, but favorite parts that I've always loved. Um, and and not necessarily, and in fact, I challenge myself to not have them all be in the same collection, across the collections, you know, at different times, whatever. And I curate this little series, a painting of, prints that will, uh, they can hang alone, but they look great as a set. They kind of sing together as a set. Okay, so people can buy them individually or as, or as a set? As a set, um, I, I hand flourish them. So when I get them back, I work with a local print house. So I get these and it, I'm able to control the quality and all of the things like beautiful prints. And then I do a little extra hand you know, hand work on them. So everyone's really an original. And um, they are also, they are standard sizes. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you can get a a frame at Ikea very easily to fit standard sizes, just three sizes. It's been great.
1: I love that because you're thinking about it. That's extending that thinking from making it accessible to people, which again comes back to like one of your core values in, in what you want to do, which is making art available to people. So right. you're thinking about, okay, my framing might be beautiful and bespoke and float, but how actually can people get hold of this and enjoy yeah. it in a way that, that is approachable and affordable. Yeah. For them.
0: yeah. And people have, I mean, it's been really popular and I've, and I've loved it. I can't wait to, I mean, I just launched a new collective, recently, but I'm already thinking about the next one. It's really fun to go back and look for those parts. Oh, right. I love that part of that painting, you know. And so what do of- you
1: look for then? if it's not if it's not reproductions and it, you're taking sections, but it, do you group them by color or how do you decide yeah, what makes it's the usually
0: group? kind of color has so far been my my yeah. thre- I mean, there's a color story for sure. Yeah there's a conversation where, you know, they just sing well together, you know, I, you know, it's just one of those things. I, it's hard to say what it is, but they just look good together. And um, it's been really fun. And the other fun part about it is that, and, 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 you know, this was on purpose, the only way, the only exclusive thing about this club, it's not, It's not exclusive at all. In fact, it's just the opposite is that you have to be on my list to 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 know about it. So it's not on my website. Okay. Um, And so it's been a way for me to bring people in. And I wanted something where people would would want to sign up and it would want to stay signed up because they want to see next season's series you know?
1: When you launch them, when you, so there's, there's a clear incentive for people to join your, your list. Is it just joining your list or is there a specific thing called a collective, the art lovers collective, or does it go to everybody on your list?
0: Yeah. If you sign up on my list, you will automatically be in the collective.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you do your, the group of paint, the paintings, are they, are they limited? So like, do people have to buy them that season, and then you're done with it. And that helps yeah. you creatively to move on to yeah.
0: the next thing. Yeah. So I say yeah. that they're they're not limited edition, because that means a certain number printed. They're ephemeral. And so once that season's prints are done, they, they get retired, the images, yeah. you know, it gets retired, and I replace it with the next set. So it's been really fun. What
1: I love about this is, and also being in the group, is that Like we haven't spoken about this idea, but this is just that idea of things floating around and seeing where they land. And I had a small section of a painting that about three years ago that I did and made available for somebody to sell as a a charity fundraiser thing. And I remember at the time thinking of this exact idea, exactly as you've described it. And I haven't pulled my finger out and
0: done it. And you have, (laughs) and I
1: love that.
0: Yeah. But, you know, back to the membership, though, you know, they're there. So, yeah, I didn't go to the hub and find exactly this thing spelled out a step by step or anything like that. But I did learn a hell of a lot about prints, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about all of the issues associated with with printing and yeah brain and all of the things i spent i remember last summer when i was on vacation i, I just fell down the rabbit hole of like everything in the hub about prints um and 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 also people people in the membership i mean i it's not my i'm not the originator of the idea of zooming in on favorite parts mm-hmm. you know um i'm not the originator of doing a hand flourish you know mm-hmm. but i that's what i love about. And it's a great example of the membership where I took a little, you know, like bits and bobs, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of this. And I, I, oh, that idea from that and you, know, and then put it all together in, in my own way. And, and that's essentially what everything I've done has been, it's taking as I, except for that early stuff with the website and the lists, um, everything else has been, you know, seen something oh that's an interesting thing how can i combine that with something i was thinking and make something new i mean that's, that's just... it
1: that's the creative process right and i think that's what's so lovely about this is that you know it, it, it there isn't there isn't a single path or a single formula like we get to choose yeah you get to choose which part do i want to add what feels fun to me and and things like where does this start to feel sticky like the idea of having prints that are just reproductions, uh, not yeah. so much for me. Yeah. Whereas for some people, they're like, that's great. That's simple. That's straightforward. I get that. I can talk about that. I'll go that route. Yeah. Whereas you're talking about just this ability to, to to get sparked by different ideas and think, how do I make this mine? And just sort of keep noodling at it until it feels right and then we give it a go it's like a science experiment we'll give it a go and if not we'll we'll change it we'll shift yeah, it we'll adapt we'll it and see what's and, the next and, version
0: yeah and i mean it's not like everything that i've dreamed up and tried here has worked i mean some things haven't and i don't do them anymore you know <laughs> yeah.
1: so tell us a little bit more then so we've got we've got online in terms of audience building because this is super important for people this idea of we make the work completes the circle when we have an audience and it can be a little bit of a struggle and I always talk to people about finding places doesn't have to be running your own shop but finding physical places where you can get your work in front of people because there is an immediacy with that that I think can be Can be easier than online in the early days. And it gives you that feedback and that sense of knowing how your work sits compared to others and learning about the presentation and all of those kind of things. So you've talked about how you include people or encourage people onto your email list. You're on Instagram. People can obviously visit the shop in person, come to an art party. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the salon series. Mm Because this is this again, this is something that is really different
0: yeah so the salon series really started with me thinking i've got this beautiful space i want this space to be used for for different kinds of things not just for people to come and look at paintings or just to go upstairs to my studio um which are all wonderful but i the space is really beautiful and and it's got a this unique setup I just was thinking, how can I, what can I do? And one of my interests, and and it's kind of developed into a more general thing, but it started with the first set of salons is, is called Art plus Science. The general thing now is bringing sort of seemingly disparate realms or, or disconnected groups together. So convening people.
1: So people who, so it's not necessarily always about art it's people who might not be used to stepping into that
0: space yeah and bringing them together yeah so so what it is is um let's just take the art science one is I invite somebody who is squarely in the art world
1: Mm -hmm.
0: somebody who's squarely in the science world Mm -hmm. and I bring them together and I moderate a conversation between them about Kind of life from thirty thousand feet. What it means to be human. How do you want to live? Things like that, and and seeing how they think about things differently, come to see the world differently. But actually, what I'm finding, it's really the same. A lot of crossover. Mm -hmm. A lot of crossover. So that's but that was the first series. And by the way what I was talking about before about the kind of indirect effect of, of selling art is that I bring all these people into this place for this event. My artist is on the walls. I'm increasing exposure of people who are coming for the salon, but they're, they're seeing what's here, you know, but the one I'm really excited about is a new, a new salon series again, with the idea of bringing groups that don't always get together in the same room to have intimate conversation in a very, like low key, comfortable setting. Um, This next one, which is scheduled for June first, is going to be it's I'm calling it art plus design. Okay, I'm bringing artists and designers together. Okay, so
1: they've got they've got themes that run um, to get people into this space. How are you publicizing these? How are you getting people to come to them? Because y- your, your email list is, is building, but it's not huge. And certainly no. all of these people aren't initially on your email yeah. list. How, how are you doing that kind of outreach to get people to come?
0: Well, so for the art, the art science ones, for the two, my two guests that I invite, I ask them to bring their people. So, the, so each of them are allowed 10 guests I can have about 30 to 35 here so I, I leave some seats open mm-hmm. uh, people that I want to invite but also I once I see how the the, the number of people are sorting out then I open it up on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, usually on Instagram uh, I don't think I've done it actually on my email list because the, because it's filled up so fast so my guests are bringing the people
1: yeah you know. I love that. So they're doing they're doing the work. I mean, it's it's another way of doing um, outreach or, or networking, but also it feels ex- a little bit exclusive from them. As you say, they're inviting people. And can we just pause for a moment just to think about the numbers that we're talking about here? Because ever since Instagram had that, oh, my gosh, we've got to get to 10,000 people. So you get a share link. Do you remember those days on stories? <laughs> Mm -hmm. there's been a push towards like thinking of bigger and bigger and bigger numbers and actually I think one of the reasons why what you're doing works is because it is on an intimate scale 30 people 30 people like what would it look like for you guys listening what would an event look like for you Who could you connect with and create a space where 30 people can engage around a subject that's important to you? For Robin, it's art and science. For you, it might be walking the nature trail. It might be saving rare animals wherever you live in the world. It could be gardening buffs. You know, what is that thing? Because 30 people who are super interested physically in a space together is pretty magic.
0: Yep, it it is magic, and um, you know it's just the the way the place is set up. It it lends itself. It feels like a home, you know, here really, because I have you know furniture, and it's an intimate setting with that few people. Um, it's been magical. I'm super excited about the the art plus design one. So we're going to bring designers, local designers, and local artists together to have a real frank conversation about how 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 what's a great collaboration between an artist and a designer look like from from each of their points of view how do you how do you find each other Um, how do we find each other how do you plan as the designer how do you plan the art part of your designs does your design dictate the art or does the art dictate the design you know things like that there's just a lot of confusion on both sides i mean my own the reason i want to do it is because I want to hear the answers <laughs> and also because that's a good I reason have... can I that is a good reason for doing these things like
1: if yeah. there is something that you're curious about or that you want to figure out yeah uh, who 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 knows about this who could you right. get involved with just playing devil's advocate a bit okay yeah. I don't have a beautiful gallery space. I am lucky I do have a studio space. My studio place, I think if I invited people to it in the evening, they might have to be very careful what they trod in and to avoid the the rats (laughs) in the alleyway. It's not glam. So, but playing devil's advocate, if, if we don't have a space to invite people to, you could do this. There are all sorts of venues, pubs, Restaurants that had private rooms that you could uh, collaborate with a local business in your area who perhaps has a meeting room space. Yeah, not having your own space doesn't have to stop you from doing this.
0: Nope, nope. You could mm. do it in your in your living room at home. I've made so many connections with people and and people who've come to the salon and then either taken my card and gotten in touch online or else come back. Because they you know they wanted to look at the paintings more, they wanted to talk more, they wanted to, you know, so it's been a real, and you know, you think thirty people like how, you know, but it turns out it's it's quite significant, um, at least it's significant enough for me in terms of what I can what I can do, you know,, um, so it's been really, it's been really fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've obviously been really busy over the last few years, and things have grown you know, you've, you've had to take some really bold moves. And I remember when you were talking about taking on that space, that was, that was a leap into the unknown.
0: Yep. Yep. It, 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 yeah. With the
1: nerves. Yeah.
0: The fiscal part of it. I mean, it, it it's still nerve wracking, you yeah. know, yeah. I need to, you know, but, but it's, yeah. It's... I think that's
1: important though. I think that that's really important that you know the nerve-wracking part of taking big jumps doesn't go away and actually it it can stay for a while but it can also be quite a good driver towards doing things that might otherwise you might otherwise shy away from Mm. like sometimes when you put yourself in a position that feels a bit like a big gulpy thing yeah that's the thing that spurs you into going right okay well how 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 can I make this work then What are the, what are the ideas?
0: Yeah. And I didn't, you know, when I opened up this place a year ago, all of these, I didn't have all this mapped out. Like I'm going to do art party and I'm going to do salons and I'm going to, you know, it's, it's been, yeah. Very much motivated by how, how, how am I going to make this work, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and not just like, how am I going to make enough money to pay my rent, but how am I going to um, fulfill this, this, this dream you know what my tagline is creating connection through art in the heart of Georgetown Georgetown is the neighborhood where my studio is and whenever I'm starting to feel a little adrift or what I just I just remember that it was a it was it was and it is about creating connection so what do I do how do I what's the next thing that will um that will speak to that, that will be consistent with that, that will be, that's that's really what drove this, you know?
1: Having that fundamental understanding of what drives you is such a helpful stick to come back and lean on, isn't it? At the times where you need it. Because, you know, this idea that people, like there will be lots of people listening who will say, that's amazing, I could never do that. And, you know, at some point you probably felt that too.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and oh, and I still, I mean, this is all just a year into having this place. I mean, it's very much at the beginning. But honestly, even even I mean, if you had told me when I joined Connected Artists, for example, which was in June of 2020, that this, I would be doing this That's extraordinary i would never have believed you i would have said that is just craziness you know and um i'm telling you it's
1: yeah where do the ideas come from so we've talked about being just sparked by things do you have a particular place or a particular thing in your week where do, do you do you meditate do you walk do they come to you as you're waking up or falling asleep or when you're in the bath how do your ideas kind of settle into place to get from the point of being ideas to, huh,
0: that's the thing I'm going to run with that? You know what? In the middle of the night. Okay. There are I advantages
1: am, then. To I think. am,
0: a, and I, I, it's not that, I mean, I'm a pretty good sleeper these days. I have a history of insomnia, but these days I sleep pretty well. But I oft, almost always, I will wake up in the middle of the night and I will just, I don't know what it is. It's some, some state that my brain is in or something, but I always have my phone nearby or a piece of paper. And I always write this stuff down because I never remember it by morning, you know? And oftentimes the stuff's like crazy crazy thinking, you know? But occasionally something, something good will be there, you know? Yeah,
1: And then you need, yeah. Then you kind of figure out all the details and work out a way forward yeah well that leads us really nicely in then crazy thinking and brains working in the middle of the night you've got (laughs) something to share with us about uh what's inspired you this week which which is a little bit different again but you know a really interesting subject tell us about that
0: yeah so um i so part of my my uh, life, my previous life in science was um, in neuroscience. So I've been interested in the brain for a long time. And um, there is a new book out called Your Brain on Art by Susan Magsiman, Maximin, I think she says it, and Ivy Ross. There is a new field in the world of brain research called neuro arts. Brand new uh, Term that's been coined, a brand new area of research, and it is—it's the scientific study, so rigorous scientific study of um, the neural consequences of contemplating a creative work of art. Hmm. So, what it's like your brain on art, you know, like what yeah. happens to your brain? You know, we think of arts as entertainment or something that. Um, you know, that it's some kind of a luxury and what they're showing from our mental and physical health point of view, we can't afford not to have our art in our lives.
1: In terms of literally like follow on health benefits and yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it, there are a couple I pulled a couple of things just that were like eye popping to me, um, engaging in an art project for as little as 45 minutes reduces the stress hormone So cortisol is the main stress hormone that's produced by our brains. And no matter your skill level, so it's not like you have to be a professional artist to get the effects for a 45 minute time engaging in something with art, and that can be watching it, doing it, thinking about it, whatever. Um, it, it, it has a like, profound they talk about how just one art experience a month can extend your life by 10 years
1: no that can't be right otherwise all of us who are artists would live till we're well we probably
0: we many of us will you know I feel like I'm gonna live longer now
1: but I think we I think there is probably there must be something in the living longer and I think that the idea of the reducing the 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 cortisol i think we've all experienced that haven't we because you you get yeah. into that zone of being focused yeah. and yeah. it's not about the outcome it's it's a pure absorption in the same way that meditation or sport is because your focus yeah. is on one thing
0: yeah and so the book is about in and, and it's really accessible so it's not you don't have to be a neuroscientist to appreciate this book it's 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 written for the general public. And um, I I really, I'm about halfway through it. I love it. It's so well done. And it's so inspiring. I mean, our brains are being affected by by this life we're leading, you know? Um, And- That's a good
1: reason for doing it, isn't it? That's a pretty awesome, but also not only doing it for yourself, but for doing all the things that are leading you, making it open to other people you know sharing it with your community and when so many artists talk to talk to me and have that hesitancy about being salesy or selling their work your art does things for other people and and yeah. we underestimate that massively because we take it for granted and what i've experienced is that you know there are other artists who buy your work because they recognize it they want some of what it has i've bought art because I want some of what it has that I can't yet achieve in my own. Mm-hmm. But also, there are other people who don't make art who can't create it, and they need it from you. Like, yeah. it's a service.
0: It is a service. I mean, it's a great way to end end up and come back around is that, yeah, we are providing a service. It's, yeah. it's according to them and a lot of like really great research. I mean, this isn't just like you know, kind of hooey research. Serious research showing that it's it it will it will extend people's lives. It will save people's lives. Doctors are now prescribing um, in some areas um, museum visits to a, I mean, like an actual prescription of I want you to go to a museum you know, two times a month or whatever it is to combat uh loneliness, dementia, mm-hmm. and you know, a host of other physical mm-hmm. and mental um health problems. So actually prescribing this as as treatment.
1: We all need to write ourselves a prescription for it. Everybody saying I can't find the time for it. That's the kick up them. Mm. Yeah that you need okay we will put the link for that book in the show notes so when you're listening scroll up you will find it there and there will be a link for that book you can find the details on that the connected artist membership is open through the month of may so if you want to find out more about that you can go to soul rocket studio because that's the name of my company yours is led by this sense of like connecting with other people when i had to come up for a name and I thought about it for, and, do you know, I came up with this phrase soul rocket. I couldn't believe it didn't exist. I was like that I'm having yeah. that because yeah. that's the feeling that I want, whether it's, you know, for artists to step into that space where they. Yeah, I'm really doing that. You know, we're looking we're looking for that kind of lift. So I digress. Um, so <laughs> soul dot com slash May or there will be a link in the show notes. And of course, people can come and find you. So On Instagram, you are at Robin Davison
0: Art and that's two S's in Davison, right? And what's your website? It's uh, robindavisonart.com. It's yeah, two S's in Davison, D-A-V-I-S-S-O-N. Robin with an I. (laughs) <laughs> and what, did, what are they going to find when they come and find your website? Much more about my background and how I got to here. They'll find out about there's a way to learn all the FAQs and all the information about Art Party, about my commission pros- process, which we didn't really have time to talk no. about today. You'll find out <clears throat> things about the salon series, um, all kinds of good things.
1: Well, it has been a joy watching you create everything that you have done for yourself and that you are now extending out into the community and sharing with others where where you live. And I just love that you've made it feel so personal and always done that thing of leaning back into what's important for you and what makes it unique and special. That that's the thing that really fires me up. So we will see where it goes next and yeah. you know, have no doubt that it's going to carry on going from strength to strength. And um, thank you for taking the time out of what must be an absolutely jam-packed week to come and share it with everybody. And I hope that if you've been listening, there has been an idea and a little firework that has been lit of something that you could add to your art practice too. Thank, thank you. you so much. See you next time, everyone. Bye-bye.